How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Welcome, Santa Carusi. I'm feeling, sounding a little coldish. I have that thing that everybody's had going around. Vince. Zika. The I'm Zika, is it? <laughs> is it? Is that what we're calling it? I don't know. I call it the ex-husband flu. I... Whenever he's around me, I just get sweaty and smelly and gross and bacterial. But anyway, I'm over it. That's okay. Get nice and close. <laughs> everybody's moving away from the radio right now. Going, ah! <laughs> That's what happens. I'm really excited about the guest today. Lots, lots to talk about. Mm-hmm. Sugar Sammy. That's right. Yeah, I couldn't even. Yes. I was going to do this big build up, but I'm like, no. Just let it out. Just let, let it out. out. Let it out. Mm. Playing in town. Yes. March 19th. Uh huh. Just the one show. It's a French show for the francophone audience. Okay. In Toronto. So um, we're going to get into a lot of stuff, but I got to ask. Mm-hmm. Why not some English? You are so funny. I just enjoy watching you. I'll come back. I'll come back for an English show as well in 2017. Mm-hmm. I'm just right now, I'm wrapping up my French tour in Quebec. Okay. So this is an extension of it. There mm-hmm. are a lot of Francophones in Toronto have been asking for a long yeah. time, when you come to Toronto, we want to see the French show in Toronto. We want to see the Quebecois show that you've done for Quebec in Toronto. Can you mm-hmm. please do one? So we put one on, put one on sale. We're almost sold out. So and, and But it's... Uh, the, the French show, then I'm going to be focusing back on the English market again uh, in 2017, doing the U.S., doing uh, English Canada, and Great. the rest of the world again, yeah. Wow, you playing that far out? Yeah, so we're booked till uh, till end of 2016 already. Wow. Yeah, 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 booked for all across Quebec, ending the tour in Quebec in July, and then after that, uh, France in September, all of well September. Done. Yeah, September till uh, December. Well, that's your thing. You play all around the world. Hundreds of thousands of tickets sold. Over a thousand shows in 30 countries. England, Australia, Germany, Ireland, Holland, Hong Kong, Thailand. So what I could go on forever. But what language? Because you, you also perform in Hindi, Punjabi, English, and French. So mm-hmm. which market? How do you know? Well, most markets, English is their second language. Everybody. You go around the world, they all watch American TV. Mm-hmm. They all watch. Mm-hmm. You know, They've all watched The Simpsons. They've watched uh, you know reruns of Seinfeld, mm-hmm. Friends. Like They watch... What we watch generally, yeah. and uh, they're big consumers of American culture. So, uh, whenever an English stand-up goes into one of the, these countries, they mm-hmm. welcome it with open arms. And Canadian stand-ups, I've seen around the world travel the best. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Why? Can, um, because we have that American influence. We know how to adapt to Americans, and we know how to adapt to uh, the Brits, right. Australians. So Interesting. we're able. We're very. We're b- very good at adapting, and I. I think I credit that with. What we have going on here in terms of our philosophy mm-hmm. as Canadians, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, our uh, social and political uh, viewpoints, you mm-hmm. know, like we here are very encouraged to be multicultural and embrace different cultures and learn from them. You look at Toronto, yes, you know, everybody, you know, it's a it's a it's a mosaic you know, right. and it's and everybody wants to, to learn from each other. And, you know, they always have inside jokes with their Jamaican friend yes. or with their either Greek friend or Italian friend. So I, I feel like that kind of philosophy, that kind of uh, outlook on life makes it so that Canadians have uh, have an easier time traveling and their comedy does, too. I've never heard, I've had so many comics in here and that, that's such a nice insight to provide because that's just another testament how nice and easygoing we are, isn't it? We're cool. We're so cool. We're cool. And I think we're cool again now that, you know, 
the government's changed. <laughs> <laughs> we're cool again internationally. You weren't a Harper fan, you think? Or you're um, just saying how no, we're perceived? I'm thinking we're how we're perceived. Yeah, how we're perceived. I think that's how we're perceived now. You know, And uh, we were perceived for a while now. I think uh, we're, we're back on track. Yeah. Yeah. You can wear the Canadian flag on your on your, on your backpack on, on again your backpack when you go again around. When you go around and you won't get harassed. What makes you most proud to be Canadian aside from? Um, I just feel like uh, the. I think what I just said. You know, I feel like the fact that it's so. Uh, it's such a welcoming country, such a warm country. We have mm-hmm. a big heart as a country. Mm-hmm. I think that makes me feel great. Mm-hmm. You know. We. Um, you're obviously very popular in Quebec and. Um, we have somebody in studio, like our president, who doesn't want me to say his name. Mario Chiquini in the house. You know each other. <laughs> we have to say it. Well, how, how do you guys know each other? We know uh, each other. Uh, well, go ahead, Mario. Mario come on, come on in. What, come on like in. you're the president of a yeah, chain no, of radio stations. Qu'est-ce que c'est? How are you, sir? How are you? Oh, How I are love you? this. We, we, we know each other through Martin, first of all. Okay. Uh, My manager. Agent. Oh, okay. And uh, we just, you know. Clicked, I guess, as he, we we try to get him early in his career, yes. his Quebec career, when he yeah. was already an international star yes. on CFQR, and that's how it started. And uh, we've been at F1 Galas together, and having Sammy at your table assures you that oh, I could imagine have a lot of people around your table <laughs> all that night, and we have some fun birdie parties, birdie dinners with uh, Martin and all that around. Yeah. So it's mostly around how uh, Sammy's agent in Montreal is a close and, friend. And, and his hair has grown. Has it? <laughs> yeah. It's Toronto yeah. look. Yeah, it's, it's Toronto. The tr- it's the cool. shag. It's Toronto. Yeah, I'm but like, he has a side part, though. He kept yes. the side part and kept it slick. It's cool. I, okay. I like this is when I leave the interview so you keep, so no, we keep like listeners to, listening. I like to ask fans, though, about, because you saw Sam at the beginning, Sammy. At the beginning, we actually, yeah. uh, Sam, uh, we actually hired him. At the first time on stage was when we, he was doing a corporate presentation for us, I guess, wow. for our clients, mm-hmm. for radio stations. And I was the lucky oh, guy who introduced you yeah, as the awesome. funniest man uh, in Quebec. And we obviously had some other comics in the room and did not appreciate my introduction. <laughs> because it was too warm? Well, no, no, because we had comics on air that are... Oh. You know how they are, those yes, guys, right? I know. They're all I might. nice on the outside, <laughs> but competitive inside. Like me. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just as usual. I mean, yes. uh, what I like the most is, like, uh, first of all, is, is, is comedy is outrageous. Mm-hmm. It's out there. Uh, mm-hmm. TV shows in Quebec also that ended last night, I believe. Was uh, last no, night. Why don't we have one Next more. Week? One, Next week? One, one more. Really taking it out there. I mean, from a language point of view, right. from the subject that are, is really testing the, the limits, which yes. everybody appreciates that, mm-hmm. especially in Quebec. And then, obviously, um, uh, all the improv moments, which mm-hmm. has become your signature, yes. I guess, if I can say oh that. Oh, my gosh. Not that, everybody uh, could do that. I, exactly. That's mm-hmm. the, if you ask me about a unique part mm-hmm. of this talent, it's got to be that, because the interaction, I've never seen it failed. Mm-hmm. No, not maybe yet. sometimes, <laughs> but not yet. Everything that is, and you share a good deal on social media, so yeah. a lot of people have not seen you can get a taste. Mm-hmm. But there's there's great gems in there of these improv moments, the improv moments that you cannot you cannot write that stuff. I should just, I just walk around know, with Mario, <laughs> so he can just do, resume. Wait, he'd be awesome yeah. on dates. Like, hey, uh, <laughs> you're hanging out with a girl, you're having dinner. And like, what if you uh, tell me about yourself, Mario? Hey, so, come on in, come sit with us. Mario. <laughs> well, okay. This is when I leave now. Enjoy. I just wanted the, to say hello. Uh, uh, the best wingman ever, right? Right. Of course, Radio President Mario Chikini. We don't have to edit that out, Mario. 
This is yeah. You keep it in. All right. Uh, we're Sugar Sammy. I'm Santa Cruz. You back after the break. Got inside jokes. Talk radio. AM six forty. This is Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Oh, what a show. Sugar Sammy in studio. Welcome back, Sugar. Yes. Do you, like, what, how does that work on, you just, Sam? Or are we just going to talk Sham? Or do you like Sugar? Sam's good. I like Sam, but Sugar's fun. I like sugar. it, yeah. yeah. The way what, you say it. Sugar. 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 Like a hooker, uh-huh. almost. Like <laughs> a hooker right. says that. <laughs> Where does Sugar come from? Um, I was, uh, when I was at McGill University, I was, mm. I'd throw parties to pay for my tuition fees. That's how I made money on the side. Oh instead of yeah, Instead of getting Look student loans you. or like other other Quebecer, Quebecois uh, students going out there and protesting in the streets. No. Mm-hmm. I was like... Let me the good old fashioned good old fashioned work it out, make some good cash money, not pay taxes, and then pay my tuition. <laughs> <laughs> pay, my, pay my tuition, Italian style. Yeah, oh, that, that's and right. Then, um, no, I was like, uh, let me pay my tuition that way, and then uh, I got away uh, with uh, with not having any debt when I walked out of school. So mm-hmm. it was cool. And then I the, the 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 rule of every great party is if you let the women in for free and you take yes, care of them, that's right. All the guys will hear about it and mm-hmm. they'll come. And so I started. Throwing parties and inviting all the girls, and they gave me that nickname, Sugar Sam. You got a smart business yeah. sense, too. And then too. I just kept it. I kept the I kept the name when I went full time into comedy because mm-hmm. all these people would come to my parties, mm-hmm. started coming to my shows, and then I remember comedy club owners going, "Where are all these hot women? I just, <laughs> I've never had this kind of clientele before." You know, these girls were like half naked showing up to, <laughs> to like comedy, comedy works. You're a comedy works. I was there. a comedy works with Jimbo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, comedy works with Jimbo. But I started out at. A club called the Comedy Zone, which no longer exists, mm-hmm. uh, which closed in 2004. And then when that closed, I went to the Comedy Works and Jimbo gave me a great home there. Yeah. I heard. Um, so in Quebec, there's a vedette or a star system. Mm-hmm. Is that right? So you could play all these little markets of 2,000 people and on that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And you've been doing just fine. And of course, you're much bigger than that now. But I guess starting out, that must have helped be able to have markets like that. Well, I didn't start doing French comedy till 2011 is when we announced my really? French Really? Yeah. It was all, it was so all that's English. that's like seven, what, seven years? Just uh, English? Yeah. It was just English. I was just wow. doing English comedy for the longest time. Actually, I, I, I was doing English comedy for more than that. I started in 95. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, and then it took, you know, it takes 10 years to get actually out of the open mic circuit and get good and someone to go... Yeah, maybe you should come open on weekends, mm-hmm. you know. And then, so I got good enough to do that. And then, two thousand four is where it started taking off in English until wow. twenty, until two thousand eleven when we announced the French show. Tried it out and it just exploded. I, I, you know, it was like three hundred. We're, we're at three hundred sixty-two thousand tickets sold for one show Incredible. for the same show around Quebec, and half of that's been in Montreal. So it's been like one hundred and sixty thousand tickets in Montreal. Incredible. Yeah. And I heard you started out. On social media, like promoting yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you would just sell out like that. Mm-hmm. And it got to a level that when you wanted to do what a lot of big comics do is you go to a, an amateur night or whatever, try out some material. You couldn't even do that because if you announced it, a bunch of people would show up. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be like wow. uh, somebody would be like, oh, Sharice Hadmi's here on Twitter. Boom. Yeah. And then it yeah. would be like a lineup around the block. So Incredible. Yeah. It was cool, though. It was fun. It was fun to see because, you know, it, it remains that people. You know, people say, yeah, you got to promote yourself. You got to go out there. But the best word of mouth is when your fans are out there going, I love this guy. You got to go see him. You know? mm-hmm. That's the best endorsement mm-hmm. you can get. When they do it wholeheartedly themselves, you can promote yourself all you want. Mm-hmm. But unless people endorse you and this is of their own free yes, will, not you course. going, hey, making. Of course. He yeah. posted on Facebook for me. But really say, like. you got to, yeah. yeah, go check this guy out. Yeah. 
it still remains the best way to promote yourself. You know? That's right. No. Um, so you also perform in Hindi and Punjabi. Mm-hmm. When and where do you do that? Like, when do you decide this? This is like complicated well, stuff. Well, I've started, I started doing that. I remember in uh, late uh, 2000 and in, 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 I'd say 2008, mm-hmm. I started getting requests from the Indian promoters around the country, oh, across okay. the country to go, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, the Indians really love you. Like, uh, would you be able to do a show for just the Indian community? And I'd mm-hmm. be like, yeah, okay, cool. And then you'd have Indian promoters put them on, and I'd be like, well, I want to make it different than my show that I do for everyone else. So mm-hmm. how would I do that? Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I speak Punjabi. I speak Hindi. Let me write material, mm-hmm. and let me even adapt some yeah. of my material in that language. So mm-hmm. when the parents come out with the kids and they come as families, yes. they'll be like, wow, no one does that. And right. they feel more of a sense of attachment. So I do that. I started doing it that way. And then word got around. Then, you know, I do shows in Brampton at the Rose Theater yes. for, for all oh, the yeah. Indians. Pack it in. Pack it in. Yeah. I do uh, Surrey, BC. It would be mm-hmm. all Indians. It'd be like six, wow. seven sold out shows in a row. And then I started doing more and more of those. And then uh, word got around. And I started doing it in the States for all these pockets of Indians. I'd That's go to incredible. England. I'd, and then I did a um, Comedy Central, uh, did the first stand up tour in India. So the Comedy Central India mm. launched its brand over there, and I was the first headliner there. Incredible. Yeah, they bought my special from here, the HBO Canada wow. special. They bought yes. it, they played it, and then I went there and I did it bilingual. I did mm-hmm. half Hindi, half English. Incredible. Across India. Yes, it was fun. It was fun to do. That, I don't know if there's a president, precedent case of that, anybody really doing that in, in that many languages. And... I, I've heard of, uh, I mean, I not that many languages, but I've heard of other comedians who've <laughs> done a mix of, English and another language. Like mm-hmm. I've heard of someone like uh, Joe Avadi does yes. it for the Italian yeah, community around the world. Yes. I've seen, uh, heard of uh, Basil, a uh, Greek comedian. I think. Okay. He's done. He's done it a few mm-hmm. times. I think. So, I you hear that, but you don't hear people going and just doing it mm-hmm. in, in English and having as much success as what they do. Because I think Joe Avadi is very big within that community. But yes. He's not, he's not big outside. On the of English, that. no. Yeah. And you know, and that's this is what fascinates me because you have done so well in each of those. Um, groups and of course broadly in the English uh, speaking and French and and Punjabi and Hindi. Here's what uh, because I speak Italian and I've always just stuck to English but it's difficult to kind of translate a joke. You know at one point you said you brought some of the material and brought it over Mm -hmm. to the other language but the nuances change. Culturally it does not ever translate. How do you do that? That's so difficult. Well a lot of it is uh, I'll just go well you know I'll keep it as authentic as possible. So let's say I have a joke mm-hmm. that I'd write and I imitate my mom saying something. In for for a mainstream crowd I'll imitate her in English, but in a Punjabi right. crowd I'll do it in Punjabi yeah. and it becomes even more authentic because yes. that's how she would say it anyway. Right. So that's how I would adapt it. You know, just yes. little just little things where you're like it has to make sense, has to yes. be authentic and has to be logical and then it works. You know? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's Sugar Sammy with us in studio. More with him after the break on Inside Jokes Talk Radio, AM 640. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Sugar Sammy in studio with us on Inside Jokes. Sugar, welcome back. Thanks. Interesting how when we're talking about translating material and... um, that's a good way to do it anyway, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah you just got to keep mean, it as authentic as possible mm-hmm. and, it, and it works, you know? And it works. <laughs> so here's the thing. So you're a fan of Eddie Murphy? hmm You grew up, at eight years old, you watched Delirious? Uh-huh. 
with your family. That's right. You know, it's okay. I love that. I have two sons and my 10 year old wants to be a comic, right? So I let him watch stuff. Yeah. But then I'm like, don't tell your friend's mom because I don't want to be that mom who let you watch Saturday Night Live and all this stuff, right? Um, So how did it influence you? Obviously, you knew at a young age, this is what you wanted to do. I think once I watched that VHS, I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. You know, Delirious is probably the stand-up special that every video store had. You know? And that when you'd watch, you'd be like, talk about it to everybody. You're like, this, did you see it? And everybody's like, of course. It was that, you know, back in the day, now there's mm-hmm. so many specials floating around. Mm-hmm. You got Netflix, you got all yes. these other things. They're they're all over the place. You can access a million mm-hmm. comedy specials. But back in the day, you had one or two. Yes. You know? And that Eddie Murphy Delirious was like a staple, you know, mm-hmm. with that leather suit, <laughs> that red, leather, red suit. leather suit. And I remember watching that as a kid and going, knowing this is what I wanted to do yes. forever, you know? And That's, I think a lot of people in my from my generation, and especially comedians, were, were mm-hmm. heavily influenced by that in one way or another, whether yes. it inspired them to be a comedian or inspired them to say, this is the kind of comedy I want to do. It, there, there's some, that, that special spoke to everyone. Do you know, for me, what it was is his the leather. Now on stage, I always wear a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that? All right. That was my thing. And I have a red one that I'm waiting to wear. Okay. So there you go. That's... But that was back in the day. I mean, I remember even Dice. Yes, Dice Clay. that's right. He'd come it was on. Iconic. Yeah. Yes. Like it's you, you think stand up specials from the 80s, and the person that comes to mind is oh, Eddie yeah. Murphy. Oh, yeah. Eddie Whether Murphy. It's red or sure. blue from Raw or so, Delirious. That's right. That's yeah. right. Of course. And so you open for Dave Chappelle. Mm hmm. And at the end of it, when he went to pay you, he did what? Yeah. He, <laughs> he doubled my pay. I, I was oh like, Oh, my God. Yeah. I remember. At that point, I was, you know, just a, you know, a kid like doing his best. I was headlining at. Uh, I remember when I got the phone call. I was headlining at Absolute Comedy Club, right in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. So I was headlining there. I was on my way to headline, and then my manager at the time, Mark Camus, called me and said, um, "What are you doing next Tuesday?" And I was like, "Well, I was gonna go do an open mic and test out some new stuff." He's like, "Okay, we well, could do that." Or mm-hmm. You just got requested to open for Dave Chappelle at Massey oh Hall. Oh my gosh. Massey Hall, or, Toronto. Two, yeah, <laughs> two shows at Toronto, Massey Hall. I was like, what? I was like, oh my God. And he was like, uh, well, I'll send you the details and how much it pays. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, just, right. uh, just, uh, just mm-hmm. uh, book it right away. And then I was so nervous. It was the most nervous I was, I was before because, you know, it was way early in my career before a show. And it was really, I was really happy after because. I wanted to do a good job, you mm-hmm. know, and um, it worked out well. And at the end, you know, he's like, "Yeah, man, take care of you." And I was wow. like, "I was like, thanks, man. I'll I'll never forget that, you know." Yes. So I, and it was something. It's one of those things you don't forget. And he was so cool backstage. Like, you know, I haven't uh, seen. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. even think he remembers I was me. Ask you. I haven't seen him or spoken to him since. Mm-hmm. And it's 2005, so this is 12 years ago. So wow. uh, I have a hundred. I'm pretty sure he doesn't remember who I am, but um, I remember thinking, wow, this guy was so relaxed backstage. Mm-hmm. No entourage. Right. It was just him. Yeah, that's right. Jeans, T-shirt, sneakers, and a bag of chips and some water. Yes, and right. Was a, yeah. And I was he, like, oh, this is the way to be. And a joint. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. He was at Just for Laughs Montreal last year, you know, at the Hyatt when it's there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was sitting on the patio and just kind of, he had like uh, earbuds in and kind of like singing to music and just like, you know, he was he was okay. He was just sitting out there. And, of course, it's a media frenzy. If you recall, Hyatt Bar mm-hmm. during JFL, we can go and hit on any comic we want and get an interview. And he was so uh, gracious. Oh, cool. He's a great guy. So you haven't seen him since. And he's he goes to JFL a lot. Then. Yeah. I've, I haven't had a chance to, to be at JFL for a long time since I did this Quebec tour. Mm-hmm. Because 
during JFLs when we filmed that whole um, a whole season of my TV series. I have a TV series yes. in Quebec, so I never get a chance. And now finally, we've after three seasons, we've uh, we've we're ending the TV series. So this year, I'll be able to hang out at JFL and hopefully run Yay. into him and let him know and be like, "Hey, man, that was cool." And it actually inspired me too. I'm like, this guy has no entourage. I also do not want an entourage because that is too expensive. And uh, it is. But it makes you look so good. It, yeah, but at the same time, I don't want anybody going into my bag of chips. He's right. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and the thing is with an entourage, you have to keep, you have to, there's a lot of upkeep. So if you have an entourage of like six, yes. you got to upkeep the image of having six or seven dudes with right. you. And That's if things, so true. And if your career dips a bit and you cut down to four, <laughs> then everybody's like, man, that looks bad. You can't cut to four anymore. Yo, what happened? You had six That's last hilarious. time. <laughs> no, 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 you got That's four. a sign. Yeah, but he needs more gigs. Yeah. He's only down to four, bro. Yeah. And then those yeah. and those guys are the first ones who will remind you, like, yo, man, remember last time on tour there was champagne backstage. Now we got now we got Bex without alcohol. So What's going on? Why are you cutting back? And then they start like giving you the guilt trip and you got keep up with that you know yeah like, nah, so man. keep it clean keep yeah. it down nobody no one to you no i have a girlfriend that's enough yeah you know, you know? that's one person to remind you how things are going <laughs> right keep you down to keep, earth yeah keep you down to earth that's actually a good we're going to talk about that after the break i talked to other comics about this i'm santa Cruz with sugar sammy in studio on inside jokes talk radio am 640 you're listening to inside jokes with sandra carusi on talk radio am 640 and hd radio sugar sammy in studio Mm. yes Mm. oh yeah (laughs) we were talking about entourages your entourage is your girlfriend you keep it down what do you do on your off time when you're on the road i guess you and your girlfriend just kind of yeah checking the sights that's it just chill i'm very relaxed keep my life simple yes not uh you know i don't like to uh extend beyond my means too much i try to live way below my means oh good yeah so that way that's nice to see when goes bad yeah i was used to this anyway <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. and uh and uh your parents raised you well yeah yeah my girlfriend's the same way so it's good i like uh i like to keep it simple and i like to have my my entourage is my girlfriend that's pretty much is it. she is she French Canadian? No, she's Polish from Toronto. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So you're here a lot. Uh, no, she she actually moved to Montreal. That's when I met her. Oh, I, I see. met her. She had moved to Montreal. That's where I met her, and then uh, we hit it off, and I was like, perfect. Oh, that's yeah. nice. And it's hard because you're on the road a lot, so it's hard to have like a relationship. Like yeah, that. but no, no, I bring her with me. Oh. Yeah, it's fun. Like we, you know, we're, we're tight, we're close. Yeah. You know, we're in it for the long haul. So. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it's good. Start a family, little Sammies. That's right. Little, little sugars. Sam. Yeah, that's like a, a sugar cube. It's always been my dream. You know, you you build a good career, have a wife. <laughs> You know, mistress on the side. And then you th- that way, you know, it's just the important people. It's just the important things. <laughs> yeah. You have to. Okay, yeah. live it up yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, so you're in the, featured in these great ads, TV ads with the Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. What a thrill. Was that a thrill? Like, the, the, yeah. it's the Habs, man. Yeah. I was, I, listen, I was growing up, I was a fan of the Habs. Still yes, a big fan of, of the course. Habs. And, you know, I've always had a great relationship with the team in terms of, uh, you know, like the past couple of years. And, you know, when we hung out at one point, um, Justin Kingsley, who's, you know, does uh, a lot of their marketing and stuff, was, uh, was like, hey, man, do you want to do, uh, do you want to do the Canadians? Ads? I was like, yeah. yeah, let's do them. So I love it. Started writing them and uh, and then, uh, you know, had a few ideas with, with for some of the players and put them together and, and they were out. And they were a big hit. So it was great. First question. Seriously, when you guys were together, did they make fun of the Leafs? 
<laughs> they didn't have to. Did they go, oh my God, look at you. You're such a knob. You're like a leaf or something. Yeah, look at you. No, nah, no. They didn't, they didn't have to. They, they do a good to. job on their own. Yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing. How sad is it to be a Leafs fan? You know what I'm saying? For the last 40 years. Like, you know? It's tough. It's tough. It's got to be tough. They, I think the closest they came for me was uh, nine, the 90s. When, uh, 93. When Gilmore was there. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. When Gilmore was there against the Kings. Okay. That we, was the we, high With the Jays make up for it on that. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And the That's Raptors. Nice. The Raptors. Make up for it in girth. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but I love the Habs. And I was like, I got to somehow make it as part of uh, the team. You know, I couldn't play because you, know, <laughs> you got to skate. <laughs> You know, brown Big people are skating. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't skate. That's the thing with brown people. People like my white friends are always like, you know, now that you know, you like, you, you start hanging out with people who are a little more, you know, you're doing well. You're like in the yes. circles. Hey, uh, do you want to come ski <laughs> or let's go? I'm, I don't ski, man. Yes, exactly. we don't ski. I come from uh, that kind of neighborhood. We never skied. I'm brown. We <laughs> travel. Yeah, we traveled the way God intended. Yes, by car, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't become white because you made some money. All yeah, of a sudden, you didn't no. start skiing because I know, I know. Thank you for I'm, saying I'm that, saying though. That, right? Yeah, I don't eat caviar. I don't know. Just give me what I like. That's it. Do you know? And because you keep it real that way. You really helped out. I always like to do a 360 on the people I interview. I, I interview, I research you myself. I ask other comics about you who all love you, by the way, and your fans. And one of your biggest fans is my friend, Sonia, who lives in Montreal. She was raised here and has told me in the past 20 years, she married a man from there, how challenging and, and really how discriminatory it can be. And for her, and she went into a deli and she asked for mortadella and they said, no, it's mortadella. And oh, things right, like right. that, right? So, and she said, the only thing that kept me happy here is Sugar Sammy. Oh, my God. You know, that's What about her sad, husband? Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what what <laughs> happened to that guy? Man, you got to work a little harder. The pressure's on you, now. You got to go down, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Amen. Show over. Actually, that's going to be a liner for the yeah. show. <laughs> Keep the woman happy, Drop man. Drop the mic, Sam. Drop the mic. You know? you Drop gotta, the mic. You got to finesse Thank it a little you. before you go in Do you know there. what I'm saying? Actually, you're going to be my wingman. I'm going to carry a little audio clip of Sugar Sammy the saying that. The only thing that kept me happy was Sugar Sammy. My friend Sonia was married. Yeah. The only thing that kept her happy was Sugar Sammy. I'm like, geez, man. This man is listening right now going, I've got to step up You know what? But it's tough for her or English transplants or whatever we want to call them mm. um, because of you know, I don't want to get too far into it, but it's just, it's different. You know, it's French speaking and, you know, there's laws on advertising. As you know, your billboards mm -hmm. are very, <laughs> were hilarious because billboards have to be, all the advertising has to be in French. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I mean, look, that's, that's uh, the reality in Quebec. The thing is, I feel like if both languages exist, coexisted, it'd be a cool, it'd, it'd be a cooler thing. Yes. Because I like the fact that I'm learning, that I've learned French, that I mm -hmm. f speak French oh, fluently. Yes. yes. And the fact that these laws existed helped me become that guy who was able to speak wow. several languages. However, I feel like English shouldn't be forgotten either because it's, mm -hmm. and it, it's the international language of mm -hmm. business, of communication, mm -hmm. of the internet. So you mm -hmm. got to have a little bit of both in there. And I think that makes a complete uh, society. And I think that that would help. Because especially, mm -hmm. you know, with Quebec, our neighbors are Ontario and all the and the U.S. Right. And it's people who we do business with the most. Mm -hmm. So you, you got to have that as well. You, you got to know French if you live in Quebec, but you got to also know English. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're that guy, though, that moms get to tell their kids about as to why they have to learn French. All right. Yeah. Because right now I'm going through it with my son. He doesn't want to learn it in school because you have to take it here. Right. As many languages as possible. That's what right? I say. That's there what I'm. Gonna, that's what I'm. I'm going to tell my kids. I'm going to be like, you're learning 
English, French, you're learning Hindi, Punjabi, so you can speak to grandma and grandpa, yes. and they can give you food because otherwise you can go hungry. <laughs> and and you gotta and you gotta speak other languages. I want them to learn Spanish and Portuguese and Italian. You know, you the more you know, the better, and the more doors you open for yourself. Yes, I'm telling you, if someone you sees that on a CV, no matter what job you apply mm-hmm. for, wow, this guy speaks seven languages. You know how much business we could do if That's this guy. Right. You know, starts opening up doors for us in Italy mm-hmm. and in, in in Spain and in South America. Let's get this guy. But even as a job as a comic, look at where it got you. I guess we wouldn't really understand or appreciate it until we saw you. How important it is to have that because now you're open up to so many more markets because of it. Absolutely, I'm I'm a hundred percent. I think I owe that to the fact that I I've been speaking so many languages. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be going to France right now th- this September had I not grown up in Montreal. Hundred percent. Maybe. Come well, on, you're good in well, English. Too. Yeah, but in French, in French, I wouldn't be yes. able to do French. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Paris. Duh. Yeah, I wouldn't. And your French. To, it's yeah. hard to do a French tour without speaking yeah, French. Exactly. Oh, okay, good. There, I got to check that off, Vince. I can't do it. <laughs> I'll stick to my legions. <laughs> I got Sugar Sammy with me in studio. Santa Carusi on Talk Radio AM six forty. Now back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM six forty and HD Radio. Sugar Sammy in studio. Yes. Hakeem Optical. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She's laughing. She's laughing because I made this joke off air, which I'm not going to make on air. (laughs) I can't even stop. Thank you to Hakeem we'll Optical. Because we'll get in trouble. Because we'll, hi, Hakeem yeah. Optical. Sir Hakeem, he's got a good sense of humor. Yeah, I hope so. Good guy. <laughs> he's going to like He likes you Does for he? sure. Oh, for All sure. Right. I'm sure that's part of it. Um, helping you see comedy better. All right. <laughs> yes. Carrying designer Optical. glasses. Yes. Hashtag inside jokes, Hakeem Optical. Thank you. No, the other way around. Hashtag Hakeem Optical inside yeah. jokes. Right. You, think, you can see it either way. You think Sugar Sammy is funny? Where, <laughs> where are these Prada glasses? You will see it even better. <laughs> you know what? I want to talk about um, some of your favorite comics. Mm. So we talked about Dave Chappelle. You opened for him. Yeah, I love who, Dave Chappelle. Who would you like to... I mean, you're, you headline your own shows and fill stadiums, but there's got to be someone you want to perform and who you would be honored to open for. Oh, man. Someone that I really like. I don't know if I'd be able to open for him because I'm sure uh, it'd be, I'd just be too nervous. But I, um, someone I'd love to work with is uh, Bill Burr. He's my oh, favorite. He's my favorite right now. Me He's too. my absolute favorite comedian. He's a comics right comic. Now. Is he that, is. Like, I mean, like a lot of comics flock to him because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what is it? What is that je ne sais quoi? That he has. I don't know. It's just he's you know he's really he has such an original angle and he uh, he tackles subjects in a way that you're like you know you're mesmerized you're like how did he get away with first of all talking about it mm-hmm. how did he have that angle right he, it sort of has he, he it feels like he's some like like sometimes like he reminds me of this old angry guy mm-hmm. who has this point of view about something and then laughs at himself about being angry about yes. it. You know? Like, and well, Archie Bunker. Yeah, he's Archie sort, Bunker. he sort yeah. of reminds me of with that. With a laugh. A little yeah. Archie with a laugh and able to, to laugh at himself about it. Anybody, and he tackles real topics, mm-hmm. real subjects, real tensions that exist in America. Like, I love that. Well, religion. He talks about religion a lot. Religion, racial tensions, mm-hmm. you know? Um, also, like, a, a lot of what he talks about is... Um, you know the the gender uh, the relationship. You know that that those those gender issues. Mm-hmm. You know the fact oh, yes. that the oh, fact yes. that men are no longer allowed to be men. Like he'll talk mm-hmm. about that. Like I find that's funny and that that's so relevant right now. He's in, right in re- though. In relation to Louis C.K. though, is he more of a hybrid Louis C.K. Because there's two comics that same points that you mentioned right now mm-hmm. that Louis also brings up as well. But Louis, I guess, is on that. 
coming on They're that They're totally downside. different. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little darker, I find. That, that, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the difference. That's where I wanted to yeah. get with. Yeah, that's, darker. yeah. Bill Gates, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think they're both amazing comedians. Mm. Uh, for some reason, I, I've always liked Bill Burr. Like, he's been one of my favorites. But Louis C.K., man, you can't deny how, what a powerhouse. And I just, yes. those, those are the names that come up when yeah, you ask yeah. a comic. Of I course. think those are the two names that come up in terms of the best comedians in mm. the world. It's all, yes. You'll always get those two names right. that come up. You know, uh, you know, along with Ricky the, the, and the big, yeah, big, yeah, and uh, but along with also, you know, like the the legends, you know, the Seinfelds and the mm-hmm. Chappelles and the Chris Rocks, and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, but, Chris Rock. But those are the two ones in the last five six years that have just you know been what? on everybody's. Do we know why Chris Rock is not touring or anything? I don't know because I, I think he likes to wait. From what I've seen in interviews, he likes to wait a few years and have his special mm. really perfect before he does. Mm-hmm. And I actually like that. I like mm-hmm. the fact that he takes his time. And when he puts out a special, it's an event, and mm-hmm. you know that he's one of those sure values that it's going to work. It's yes. going to be funny. Because a lot of comics, you'll see it, they'll put out a special every year, yes. and, and the quality's not as good from year to year. Like, it's when someone puts out an album every year. I mm-hmm. think he likes to wait and perfect it. Ah. I would love what he did at the Oscars. I thought you he, loved it, I yeah. I thought it was really good. I he, thought it was one of the... I For me, that was the best Oscar hosting really? I've seen uh, after Steve Martin. It was like Steve Martin was my favorite before that and then Chris Rock this time. The first time I, I thought he was on the brakes a little bit. Yes. This time I think All he out. nailed it. He was amazing. I, I was laughing the whole way through. He, All in. he addressed the elephant in the room yes. and, and he took both angles and he you know, he addressed the fact that racism exists. He, he, he addresses the fact that sometimes it's exaggerated how much people think Hollywood mm-hmm. is racist. So he, was, he balanced it out. He did a great job. You know, it's interesting. I'm glad you brought it up because with you, you don't make it racism an issue you don't make it a platform you don't make comedy a platform to get some views out you just do your thing because you think it's funny i'm just trying to get some no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) thank you for being honest that's why i love you no but you know you don't like you're just real you don't try to you know and do you think maybe Chris Rock did that a little bit? I love him to death. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, please. But I think that's Chris Rock's. Like, I don't think he did it to to mm-hmm. to make it a platform. I think Chris Rock's comedy historically, if you 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 watch it, that's what it is. He mm-hmm. addresses those issues. That's what he's interested in. You know, comics that all, issue fit his niche perfectly. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But but I feel like comics write what they're interested in. You know, they're, yes. their strongest. You know, that, and I think he was the strongest guy for 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 the Oscars this year because. There was so much of that issue going around, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there was so much of that discussion. The question I want to know is, what the hell was his bit before that came up? Because he was scheduled to be the host long before oh, Jada yeah, Pinkett. Right. White, right? And right. Jada, no, but that that's a PR up. thing. Jada Pinkett Smith, that was all set up. Yeah, as but far that as I'm came concerned. out a good two months prior to the Oscars. In January. Yeah, they started promoting the show two months before. Chris Rock, I think, had a set lockdown and set, you know, no. by Christmas. No, but they, we're caught. Com- <laughs> hey, look, comics, you come up. If something comes in the news today, you got to write. Oh, you got to. And you got to. And you're performing tonight. You're all yeah. over it. I'm right? sure. I'm sure his basis. I'm sure the 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 the, yeah. the, the structure of it was complete, sure. and then things happened along the way, and then he just added stuff in, and that happens, and that 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 that's normal. Do you, you know? do that a lot, Sam? You got to yeah. switch up material on the fly. <laughs> Sometimes something happens, and I'm like, I can't not talk about right. it. Yes. I got to put it, and then a lot of stuff. Sometimes will happen in the show. You know, someone will walk in. Well, that's comedy gold. Yeah, then, you know, sometimes yeah. will walk in looking like the, the, you know, some looking like something, whatever. They'll dress a certain way. There's right. one guy walked in with a white suit at one point. I'm like, hey man, <laughs> are you? Is like a Saturday Night Fever theme party going on? And like it just takes off. You know, I love I'm your like, improv. Hey, or like, hey Travolta, have a seat. You yeah. know, like you, you just. Uh, I was so beach. Yeah, you just, yeah, yeah. Exactly. One of the str- you just have to address it, and um, you're and, one of the strongest 
improv guy like you do crowd work like nobody do you not do you just love it i, like, I love doing it i yeah. feel like especially these days with the social media everybody wants to be a part of the event yes. and not just a spectator and i think to me that's why people come back to see the show mm-hmm. you know seven eight nine mm-hmm. times because they know it's gonna be different every time mm-hmm. you know they want to be a part of the experience as well mm-hmm. so um and, and i love doing it for me it's always fine you know it keeps me on my toes to always have to work and be like okay i'm not just gonna be on autopilot and and mail it in. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that uh, that that I get it down and then that I create an original moment for tonight. Yeah, fantastic go. and well known for it. Sugar Sammy in studio with us. We're so blessed to have him. He's in for the French show here in Toronto uh, this weekend. I'm Santa Cruz. See more with Sugar Sammy after the break on Talk Radio AM 640. Now back to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640 and HD Radio. So hashtag blessed, hashtag grateful to have. I had to do the cheesy social media thing. <laughs> to have Sugar Sammy in studios. Sugar Sammy. Yes. In Toronto. Mm-hmm. Performing. Yes. On uh, March 19th at the Randolph Theater in mm-hmm. French at 8 p.m. So for all the francophones in Toronto. Yes. This is for you. You can buy tickets at SugarSammy.com. Yes. Often. We. Oui. And the rest of us. 2017. I'll be back. 2017. Yeah. But we could watch you. Mm-hmm. SugarSammy.com. It's a great site, actually. There's a lot of stuff going on. We get to watch a lot of your good stuff there and a lot of your shows you performed. Yeah, What's... come catch up. Come catch up on my site. There's mm-hmm. all my social media links are there, too. So add me everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And I always post new mm-hmm. improv moments. Yes. You know, some in English, Love some in French. It. And they're they're always up and they're fun and they're uh, they're cool and they're moments that won't exist anywhere else. What um what are the qualities we were talking about comics earlier? What are the qualities you respect in a comic? Uh I like when a comedian, you know, works hard. I like when a comedian uh uh also I like when a comedian is all about just doing his thing and not worrying about everybody else. Like mm-hmm. you know a lot of comedians you'll be, you you'll start hanging out with and they'll just be bitching about other comedians and you're like i don't really want to hear this mm-hmm. you know and it's like there's that vibe that mm-hmm. goes down in the back of the room mm-hmm. i'm a, i like that about comedians i mean i also love in terms of performance yeah I, I love a comedian who's honest who's very him you know like you can you can feel that you know what they're saying is authentically yes. them you know they're just not trying to be a a, a, a second version of somebody else another yes. comedian i love that yeah. I love watching a comedian going, man, this guy's so original and so cool and so different. Every single, there goes the word again. You know, I was interviewing Pat Oswald. What I asked the same question, everybody, everybody, every time, authenticity. Kevin Hart, authenticity. Um, you know, Jeff Ross, everybody, TJ Miller, always with the authenticity. Yeah. And I think it's a good thing to remember. We have a lot of uh, new comics who listen to the show and, um, you know, always trying to pick up the tips as you're working the stage. And like me, I've even learned so much hearing that. And you think you're being authentic on stage um and then you know you might say something flippantly like you didn't plan on saying and then that ends up getting the biggest laugh yeah isn't that funny yeah (laughs) well sometimes it's like you know i feel like for me the way i like to approach it is i go okay what makes me different what makes Mm -hmm. me me Mm -hmm. and then let's accentuate that Mm -hmm. let's make let's highlight that Mm -hmm. within my set also Mm -hmm. you know let's make it the undercurrent and you know that's i think that's what that was one of the reasons for my success in quebec is 
you know, uh, I have this point of view that you don't see, that you've never seen in comedy in Quebec is that guy yes. who, you know, is a federalist who loves Quebec and Canada at yes. the same time and says, hey, there's, that's not a crime. That's right. And, you know, that, that point of view and is, and is, you know, and pushes the fact that bilingualism is important mm-hmm. and talks about all those things and confronts language laws and, mm-hmm. and the identity crisis. So I think that was, that's one of those things too, I think you should say, what makes my point of view original? What, what, what makes me different? What do I think? What do I feel? Who am I? Put that down and then make sure that you highlight those things and yeah. make sure that the world knows. It's a very smart outlook. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And what do your critics say about you and why? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't. You don't have I, any. I mean, I don't. Come on. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really pay attention to that stuff. But, Good. um, but, uh, I don't know. Well, I haven't I'm heard thinking, anything. Uh, no, I'm thinking because like what my girlfriend told me who loves you so much, she said, you know, he just outs the white trash of Quebec. All right. Okay. That's a little Sorry. harsh. Whoa. Harsh? <laughs> she's she's taken a, yeah. like some beatings there. Oh my god. Like even her daughter. Yeah. Uh, other people won't let their kids play with her kids. Oh and, wow. Yeah. You know, see, here's the thing: is I highlight the fact that there's a component like that that exists in Quebec. Mm-hmm. You know, but I also remind people in my show that it's not everyone. Most people in Quebec mm-hmm. are amazing, yes, warm people, and those that small minority mm-hmm. that act like jackasses mm-hmm. sometimes uh, give a bad name to those great majority, people. Yeah, to that majority. And you know what? That's everywhere. I was like, just going to say that exists in Toronto. That exists I told in Toronto. her that exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, racism. Quebec doesn't have the monopoly yeah. on it. It exists in Toronto. It That's exists right. in Alberta. It exists in the states. That's right. It exists everywhere. But we always got to remember. Let's highlight that those people exist, make fun of them, and also celebrate and appreciate the great people who do exist in our, mm-hmm. in, our in our communities. Well, we always need, you know, and I think a lot of comics say this, you always need the a-holes yeah. so the rest of us can feel good about ourselves. <laughs> Not just Otherwise, that. We wouldn't have material without them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We wouldn't have an act. You got to have... You know, they say from great adversity comes great That's comedy, right? right? And right. so the, I think you kind of need that. Like if things were going really well, yes. everybody would be doing comedy about toothpaste and, <laughs> and toothbrushes. And, airline. And airline. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, you know, it'd be, we'd have like a plain comedy field, you know? And now we have, we have a... Diverse. A, yeah, and diverse. And we have different points of view and we have different things that we hear about. And adversity, I think, in comedy uh, is is what makes... Um, great comedy stand out a lot of times. You know, mm-hmm. you look at Richard Pryor, look at the context that he no was living kidding. in when he was working. I mean, that was comedy gold for him. You That's know? right. Although it was tough times, it was comedy gold. And, you know, with Chris Rock, what, one, one thing that made this set great for him in, at the Oscars mm-hmm. was that all of that existed, you know, all of the, those racial tensions existed within Hollywood at the time that he was doing the stand-up. So it made him even more relevant and more important. Mm-hmm. However, my favorite joke about from Chris Rock... yes. At the Oscars, and this kind of went under the radar. And I was like, "That's a great joke." Is when he looked at Sam Smith after his performance, and he goes, "I loved Father Figure, by the way. That was a great song." <laughs> and then, I agree. And I was like, "Man, nobody got that." I was like, "Nobody got it. That was the best joke." George uh, yeah. Michael. I was like, Ugh. "I love it." <laughs> well done. That's Sugar Sammy with us in studio at performing at the uh, Randolph Theater. March 19th, en français, so in French at 8 o'clock. Tickets at SugarSammy.com. And come visit my site and come yes. say hello. Yes, we're so blessed. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Santa Cruzzi on Inside Jokes. We'll be doing our comic RX later on with Sugar Sammy. Thank you so much for coming in studio. Thank you. Hey, everyone. This is producer Vince Tedesco with your comedy listings for the week. Monday night at the Rivoli at Alt Comedy Lounge, 9 o'clock, Tuesday nights. Underground at the Drake Comedy Night. 
and New Talent Showcase at Yuck Yucks, a classic staple every Tuesday night for New Talent Showcase at Yuck Yucks. Also performing Yuck Yucks this week, headliners Nick Beaton and Kevin McGrath. Also happening right now in the city. Today, March 20th, East End Comedy Review. Our good friend Dave Martin, fan of the show, uh, is performing his uh, comedy special at the Duke at uh, Queen East in Leslieville. Those are your comedy listings for the week for Inside Jokes. And now here's our Comedy Rx for the week. Our exclusive guest for this week's show, here's Sugar Sammy. Stay tuned, 2017. When I turned 36 that year, we're going to be seeing lots of Sugar Sammy in town. I'm Santa Carissi on Talk Radio, AM 640. Do Facebook, Poke me. Not you, brother. Don't poke me. That Indian cruise. No, I'm on Facebook. You know what the messed up part about Facebook is? I'll tell you what the messed up is. that first date. Because you don't even know you're on a first date on the first date. Because you never say to a girl, let's go out on a romantic date. You never say those words. You always say, let's go out for a bite to eat or let's go for a drink. And that could end up in the friendship zone. You don't want to be there. It's a place to be. It is. That's why I'm straight up. When the bill comes, I go, look, are we going to sleep together or do we split this? What? Is that foolish? Is it? Ladies, I'm messing around. All right. I'll do this from now on. I'm a gentleman. I'll say, look, why don't we split the bill? And if we sleep together, I'll refund you. (laughs) 